Boy Howdy podcast. We're here to talk to y'all about some uh, various uh, pop culture detritus and ephemera. I, as always, am Annie. I'm Bill. Bill, what are you up to this week, my friend? Man, not much. Uh, we got a lot of news this week just because it's the week before San Diego Comic-Con, but personally, I don't think either of us did a hell of a lot of stuff. Were you just busy with work this week, or what, what, what was up with you? Because you, on the show notes, you only you just have Destiny to talk about. Yeah, and I barely played that. Um, I yeah. had a guest in town, um, my del- beloved bro of my heart, uh, Kate Craig, was in town for work. And uh, um, Oh, she was like, working. I thought maybe she was like just passing through on like vacation or something. No. Yeah, she Kate Craig, uh, she was what, an environment artist on Gone Home? She's an environment artist with the Fulbright Company mm-hmm. who's Gone Home fame. And also one still... of the dearest. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. She's also one of the dearest bros in my heart. She was in town. She is still working with Fulbright Company. They're working on the next game. Oh, and, you uh, she was forgot in... that the sh- that's the, that would be the reason why she's in town. Okay, yeah, okay. It's okay, a job okay, thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, we were playing host to her yeah. and uh, just getting all the quality Kate time we can. Uh, it sucks when you have friends who live far away because it's like there are some times when you're like, I don't know, the next time I'm going to see you. Yeah. At the very least, you're coming to my wedding in a year, but uh, I had to soak up. Every moment of Kate time like a sponge. Well, she just lives out in the middle of Canada, right? Correct. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this. Oh, yeah, we past, saw her like two, yeah, two, well, you just saw her like two weeks ago, yeah. But it's nice to see her again exactly. Yeah, I saw to... her in June, yes. Yeah. This is more than two weeks ago, my heart shouts <laughs> That's at you. That's not within because... the last month, but yeah, you guys went to go well, see Canadian Shakespeare. Well, my point is, is that, yes, I got, I got to see her twice within the so span you guys went out of shooting five guns? weeks. We did. On uh, Sunday, we took her out shooting because she'd never, as a Canadian, she'd never sh- fired a gun before. And uh, we yeah. also took her out to the Grotto, which is a Catholic sanctuary here in town. Oh, that's the sanctuary you're talking about. Okay. Both the sanctuary of Catholicism and also a nature reserve sort of thing, sort mm-hmm. of yeah. garden thing. And uh, bought a new TV. Finally bought a new TV. What was the impetus? Well, you what? Your old TV was dying, right? Yeah, so our TV is five years old, and literally two weeks after the extended warranty failed, we never buy extended warranties, but for Mm -hmm. this TV we did, two weeks after it uh, failed, the HDMI port started failing. Oh, that's right. So it's not like the screen was busted or anything like that. It was just the interface was all fucked up in terms of hooking it up to other stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I just had a lot of trouble inputting it to anything. So we were down to one HDMI port with a splitter that only worked every other time. Yeah. You know what? To tell you the truth, actually five years out of a flat screen TV, that's actually not that bad. I know other people have had TVs die faster than that. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not that's not the end much. of the world. Also, with the, the the way that TVs are getting cheaper and getting bigger all the time, it's oh, a, yeah. it's, what's, what our size? Rule, did, yeah, what our did rule you is that we had to get a, we had to get a TV that was bigger yeah. and cheaper than our last TV. We Aww. did. We got a 51 inch Toshiba. Oh man! TV, so so. what did you have before? Like a 40 inch? We had a 42 inch. Oh, that bullshit! Yeah. That old crappy ass tiny 42 yeah. inch bullshit. We had to get it for the last of us. I was about to say that, which comes out a week from today as we're recording, yeah. And that way I can, uh, oh we've been high God. definition. Do you guys so have like a stereo surround, like a surround sound system yet? Think of the way my living room is laid out. I have no place to put a subwoofer mm. or all the cables required for it. Although at least you own your own house, so if you wanted to make fundamental adjustments, you could. If but. the issue is is like the flooring, like I think about how my living room is laid out. There's no place to put the speakers it's all hardwood floors and stuff too right yeah yeah which that's not really good for yeah yeah it's not that's that's no trust me we've had that conversation well you guys came together so you don't really have the option just to play with that like stereo like surround sound headphones or anything too huh nah 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 
Whatever. That's why I got. That's cool. Too bad I own a house and play games with the loving <laughs> wife. Too bad. There's truly a holocaust of a misfortune there. Anyway, um, Bill, what you up to, bro? Man, nothing much. Uh, finally got around to watching. Well, I, uh, we've got the Rose City Comic Con coming up here in just a couple, like two months, and I've been mm-hmm. trying to, I've been tearing myself apart trying to think of uh, new prints I could create to sell at the, at the convention. Because whenever you have a convention, especially, I only show it at conventions like maybe once or twice a year. It's always nice to have a new prints or sure. some kind of new prints or whatever the hell you make just just to debut at that Comic Con. And so I've been turning myself apart trying to figure out what the hell I was going to, uh, what kind of new thing I was going to create for this uh, Rose City Comic Con here in Portland. And uh, between watching that, there was that, that documentary about Studio Ghibli that I had talked about a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, The Kingdoms, mm-hmm. uh, Kingdom of Dreams and Madness. And uh, as a gift for myself, after completing a big project I just finished, I um, bought a giant $200 book about my favorite Japanese print artist named Kawase mm-hmm. Hasui. Um, his name is really fucking crazy, but, uh, he's a super great, uh, uh, Japanese print artist who actually lived in the early half of the 20th, uh, 20th century. And so he made his living kind of selling, he was trying to replicate old Japanese prints to sell to like GIs and stuff who were occupying Japan yeah. during like World War II and stuff. Uh, well, I guess post-war Japan actually. And I guess he got a lot of slack for kind of like being that kind of cynical with his artwork, kind of, kind of like hmm. mining Japan's you know, artistic background, just to, like, essentially yeah. sell tourist art. And, yeah. uh, but he, man, he made some great stuff. His stuff is almost, has almost, like, the kind of this crazy graphic comic book quality, but it's still, like, recognizable, like, like Japanese prints. And I, no, it's, are you it's, telling it's... me that he was kind of the you of yeah! Japan? Yeah! That's like, what I'm saying! Playing off of uh, nostalgia <laughs> to, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah! Um... Uh-huh. Well, as I'm saying, and all as I'm saying, I'm not going to be super popular until 50 years after I'm dead. And then some fat guy's going to rip off me where he's going to be like, Doctor Who plus Mooka, hmm, maybe I'll combine that with whatever's popular in 2018. 20, 20, mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. So uh, I, I got into my head that I'll just uh, do some Studio Ghibli uh, tribute prints in that guy's art style. And so. Uh, this kind of forced me to go back and actually start watching, like, filling gaps in my Studio Ghibli slash Miyazaki uh, knowledge. And I'd never seen Porco Rosso. I think that's the only sure. Miyazaki movie I'd never actually seen. I know a lot of people love that fucking movie. Uh, have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I've never seen it either. Oh, mm-hmm. man, Annie, it's 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 the secret best Miyazaki movie. Because it's, it's yeah. essentially his version of kind of like a Popeye movie. It's very, yeah. it's it's actually got a plot, and it's actually got characters. It's actually So it's fun. not, like, Spirited Away or even, like, I don't know. Like, so many of his other movies are just kind of random shit happening. Like, Howl's Moving Castle is just, you know, girl kind of thrown into a madhouse for, for two hours. Bill, go back to talking about Porco Rosso instead of shitting off on I'm his Porco Rosso is about this dude who gets turned into a pig, and he falls in love with this beautiful lady who owns a nightclub. But he's also like a bounty hunter. He has to fight air pirates, and okay. uh, it's just a, it's a very goddamn cute movie. And it, like I said, yeah. it actually has a plot and it has a like a defined ending, and it's funny. And uh, yeah, and like like even the cartooning and stuff, it's, it's very much kind of like there's lots lots of punching and shooting, and but no one dies. It's not very dramatic. Okay. It's not like super like overwrought or anything like that. It's very light and fluffy. I, it's, it's so would you movie. say that you like it because it's his most western? Yeah, that's what sort I'm kind of saying. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Uh-huh. It's the kind of movie where the villains are these air pirates, and the worst thing they do in the movie is they decide that they're going to ransom these bunch of kids. They're going to kidnap a bunch of kids from these rich people. 
And they so they kidnap this school full of little girls, like thirty little like ten year old girls, and they kidnap them. And but the the schoolgirls take over their airplane and start wrecking their ship and force the pirates to land. And like the pirates just can't control these little schoolgirls and they're just fucking everything up. And they pretty much end up being forced to kind of give the girls over to Porcaroso when Porcaroso kind of like shows up to like the rescue the girls because you know pirates are like oh girls and it's just. It's goddamn cute. It's 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 it's, it's really <laughs> sweet. Um, yeah, I saw that. Um, oh, you you really didn't do anything this week, huh? I either worked or entertained my friends. Oh my god! Or so what, what what did you think of Destiny? Um, I so really my wife played more Destiny than I did, yeah. and the thing is, Were is you that at least it's watching beautiful. A little bit. Okay. I, I had a freelance project hop up too, so I was either working on freelance or or other stuff, mm-hmm. but um. Uh, it's I really actually like the art direction when I'm in it, and I love the score and how roomy the score sounds. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I keep forgetting it's a fucking shooter, and I don't like shooters <laughs> fundamentally. <laughs> no, that's understandable. So I I got as far as the tutorial, and then handed the controllers off to my wife. Oh, and, did you uh, like build the character and everything? Yeah, I made yeah. myself a wizard, a space wizard, and uh, you mean a played warlock. Around with two other. Yeah. Uh, f- yes, Bill. That's I'm right. Saying. You mean a warlock? It's the only between the Titan, the warlock, and the- actually, I can't remember who the third person is. But yeah. is it a hunter? I mean, that's what it is, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself, Bill. So, yeah. so you were gonna choose a guy, but they didn't have beards, and so that's what made you choose a lady. That was a joke I made on Twitter. That's correct, Bill. Good, good, Funny thing good that recognition. Is the, hair, the big ass shaggy hair that you chose for your lady is exactly almost what I chose for my lady too. Great minds, my friend. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyway, I played the tutorial, and then my wife played, uh, made two characters and played around a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, before we had dinner tonight, um, played around with my first, like, actual, quote-unquote, session. Oh, yeah? And damn, I suck at shooters. I well, really that's, do. That's kind of thing because you don't have to be that good because you're kind of working. If you're if you're if you're playing the game kind of like the, as they encourage you, as playing with other people, you don't have to be like the hero. You can be just the support person or something. I was playing with other people, and I still really <laughs> sucked at it, my friend. Let's put it this way: at least you don't have to put the headphones on, so you don't have to hear people yelling at you about how much you suck. That's true. And they yeah, can't the boot you out or anything. Foley yeah. did, the first thing Foley did went because there's actually we couldn't find an option at least in the the beta version we were playing earlier. Mm-hmm. I know they released an update, but um, we couldn't find an option just to straight up mute other people. Yeah. So like, no, the, the PlayStation actually, Four is really weird about that. Still, I think both consoles are still really cryptic about how to do basic shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, when you and Grumpy Turtle were dancing around Foley and grinding on her, <laughs> by the way, way to make her never want to play Destiny again. Is that there was anything my intention. More? I thought that was just you playing. I didn't think it was be no, Foley. No, that was Foley. She and you guys were just running up talking about gun sights, and she was like really kind of interested in the canon and the world building, and she just is like, how do we turn off speakers? How do we do this? No. Nope. Like and then you guys were dancing was around me her. and Grumpy Turtle, yeah. And she was like, nope. Turn it off. <laughs> Although I know, to be fair, playing. I think that was Jacob. I don't think I, I don't think I besmirched uh, Grumpy Turtle's name by by dragging him through the mud. I think it was me and Jacob. Uh, I hate Durham, but yeah. Well, anyway, fun. my was, point just, is yeah, that yeah. fuck any multiplayer game with a dance button. No. Nope. Uh come on. Did you guys at least do. dance? No. I don't fucking see. Fully, they were talking about it. She's like, I if I were to play a fucking game like this, I'd want to actually do like fucking role playing. I'm like, congratulations, you will never play this game the yeah. way you want to play. It. Well, what does she mean by role no playing? Like that. make like crazy like life changing decisions, or what's what's her mm, like? 
Well, Bill, that means when you play a role, you pretend to be another person and no, not yourself. No, but, like, what kind of role-playing is she trying to, like, what you want to do in a game, like, in a shooter like this? Not spamming the dance button. Okay. There is a narrative in in Destiny. Well, you are saying. a character in But a I don't world. think there's going to be choice, so that kind of cuts down your options for role-playing, unless she's talking about she just wants to oh, baby pretend bear. to be. Oh, that's not, that's not, you don't need to have choice to have a role that you play. Okay. Have you never had a meta game, a meta narrative in a game before? What do you mean? Where it's like there is maybe nothing there but you for your oh, yeah, own I mean, pleasure and satisfaction. Like that. Well, I just I'm not quite sure what Foley's idea because everyone's idea of, of what a role like a role playing experience, especially a meta one that you're kind of defining for yourself, is going to be a little bit different. Well, it's basically when you enter. It's like when you play an MMO and like when I play Skyrim and I'm rolling out Tobin Twiceborn. <laughs> I'm not Annie Maloney at a keyboard going spamming the dance button. Oh, I'm actually Tobin okay, Twiceborn okay, okay. and I'm fucking you know. Warrior dude. So like what you're saying handling. is, that if this were World of Warcraft, Foley would want to be playing on the role playing server where everyone kind of yes. like acts in world and in character. No exactly. fucking dancing on the spires of the tower. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay well, because okay. it's like basically like no, um, that's totally fine. Just... I'm not besmirching her. I'm not letting like, give oh, her no, shit no, no. for that. Just, but like, yeah, for okay. me, it's hard to get invested uh, into something for the sake of gameplay. Yeah. And then actually, like, devote time to it. Well, do you it. think, do you guys, well, you, you still really haven't played that much of it. Do you think either of oh, you yeah, guys like might I end said, up buying the game? I personally have, have not played yeah. more than a mission Well, you still the got tutorial. the better part of a week to play, too. That's kind of the nice thing yeah. about this two-week uh, beta, yeah. And I will say, Boy Hattie Nation, I'm totally down for playing with folks. Like I said, I really suck. But uh, uh, anybody wants to play, give me a holla, and I'll, I'll give it a shot. Are you going to really be playing suck. after the podcast tonight? Uh, possibly. You know what? Would you be up for playing with me or anyone else if we if we promise not to be fools? <laughs> no, honestly, I, at the end of the day, if you just don't press the fucking dance button, okay. you can do whatever okay. you want. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Um, I uh, uh, actually after after the podcast, not to put too fine a point on it, I want to watch a movie and kiss my wife. Okay, that's fine. What are you guys gonna watch? But um, uh, I don't really know. Uh, me, let I'm me suggest Porcaroso. Oh, well then. Is it available on any streaming service whatsoever? Uh, Other than the piratebay.org. <laughs> Not that I know of. You know what? Actually, it might be on iTunes. I think maybe oh, all that I'll stuff. But, like, you have to write, write it for five bucks. But, yeah, it's not on Netflix or anything. So, unfortunately. Um, but, anyway, no, uh, tomorrow tomorrow night, which is Thursday night, I would be totally down for playing. Tomorrow night is so. Wednesday night. Fucking what day is it, man, dude? It's still Ugh. Tuesday. It's been a I'm long so, goddamn okay. day. I'm really, really bummed That's out saying, because ugh. my fav- one of my favorite persons is gone. I'm on my period. I work is not super pleasant right now. What fucking day is it? What year is it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> is it Dragon Age time yet? No. Put me back no. in the cryo tube. Hey, at least it's still coming sh- out this year. This is true. This don't is be true. Too sad. Anyway, I have nothing so, particularly exciting you, or interesting to report. Are you one of the people who've always been yelling at me about the Americanization of Emily? Because I know Dylan has. Yes. Oh, okay. I have been telling you to watch that movie. It only years. took James Garner finally fucking dying for me to watch that goddamn Man, movie. Man, James Garner. Yeah. Shit. I made the mistake. I talked about it recently on the podcast, burp? actually, because. Did you just croak no? burp? Okay, maybe that's just no. me. That might have been my chair. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said shit. Shit. Oh, she okay. Yeah, that's mistaken okay. Mistaken for a burp. Um, I, I recently was talking about it because I made the mistake of showing it to people on the 4th of July, which is, the, the, it is the least Oh, that is, movie. okay, that's, I think, so I knew someone was talking about it recently. I think that was you maybe even here on the podcast talking about yeah. that. Yeah. Where I was talking about how, um, maybe don't show a movie of soliloquies to a group a of people. Lengthy soliloquies, kind of like the centerpiece yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Yep. About yeah. the futility of dying in war. 
Yep. <laughs> and lots of them. So, uh, I do, real good party movie. I do yeah. do feel kind of stupid. Uh, do you want to summarize what the movie's about very quickly for people who haven't seen it yet? It's well worth watching, not in a party. Uh, it is about James Garner's character. He is a dog body, which means that he basically gets shit for his general mm-hmm. that is hard to attain, be it food or drink or not. And he's doing this during World it. War II, too. Who say? I'm about to get to that. Yeah. Boo. Boo. He is he is the dog body for a general uh, in the Navy, or excuse me, an admiral in the Navy mm-hmm, during World yeah. War II in England right on the eve of D-Day. That's right, the balloon is about to go up, and wackiness ensues when his general, uh, who is starting to crack from the strain of the threat of the Navy being dismantled post-World War II, decides the best way to do it is to film a documentary about the engineers who went in to basically prep for the invasion on the coast of Normandy, uh, and that the first man to die on the beach at Normandy would be a Navy man. And yeah, just just as just as PR for the uh, Navy. That's all it is. It, yeah, it is a cynical ass movie and a very funny but the one. Thing that saves James Garner is that his uh, chauffeur in London just happens to be super hot, Julie Andrews, fresh off this of Mary right. Poppins. And uh, she just, she has a, what, like a husband, a brother, and a father who have all died in the war. So she's extra cynical about the war, too, but... uh, She also has a habit of fucking men who are about to uh die. (laughs) So she's kind of got issues there. And, uh, yeah, the big centerpiece in the movie is when Julie Andrews takes uh, James Garner to go see her mom, who is still, she's Mm -hmm. essentially catatonic from all the fact that all all these men in their family have died. And uh, James Garner talks to her, and he's he pretty much comes out and says, "Yeah, war. Uh, you know, he the says, wars are worth fighting for, all. but glamorizing the actual dying in war is stupid because no one rarely is the act of dying in a war actually heroic. Every death is really essentially mindless and a waste of life. And anyway, yeah. it's a good movie. And you but should it's watch good. it. James Garner is beautiful. Julie Andrews is cute as button. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to hear Julie Andrews call herself a frig, and I think later a, a slut? Does she refer to herself as a slut? Yeah, James Carter calls her a bitch, too. <laughs> Frankly, man, time. you're a bitch. Real lady strong. Real oh, but lady man, strong. Uh, James Coburn is James Garner's best friend. Yeah. What, you get to see, yeah. like, young, like, 25-year-old monkey face James Coburn? Yeah, which that's always good, which is great, because I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like a prequel to the movie Maverick. Yeah. There Which, you go, Bill. Man, Maverick. I want to watch that shit again. Maverick, I, you, I have you, a surprisingly huge soft spot in my heart for Maverick. Uh, so oh do I. God. Bill, you do know that Maverick was, in fact, a TV show, I know. right? Well, that's the point. And that's kind of like the big twist at the end of the movie is you find out that Mel Gibson is actually playing James Garner's Maverick. son. Yeah, the son of that main character that James yeah, James Garner played in the original TV show. Did you so. just did you just randomly spoil the terrible movie Maverick with <laughs> Hey, spoilers. Everyone's had twenty five fucking years to watch Maverick. <laughs> oh God. But Maverick um, is actually one of my favorite movies to watch when I'm sick. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a cute movie. Oh man, did you have you ever seen the movie UHF? Man, it's one of those movies where it's like, it's so funny, you've got to watch UHF. You have and then to be you 12 watch. years old to watch that for the exactly. first time you, and get you into have it, to yeah. either be, You either have to be 12-year-old male or yeah. a stoned <laughs> college student. And guess what? I was neither when yeah. I watched UHF, so the it only, didn't quite The only reason me. I bring it up is yesterday just happened to be the 25th anniversary of it coming out. And I saw it on this, the day after it came out, because it came out on a Friday. And I only got to see it because I was in high school, so I wound up seeing it on, you know, the Saturday after it came out. So I, it's it's weird knowing that exactly 25 years ago today, I knew yeah. I was in a theater watching uh, UHF for the first time. It was fucking yeah. hilarious. 
genius. Um, but that is I, that has nothing to do with anything I did this week, except just remembering fond remembrances of uh, Weird Al tweeting about, "Oh, today's the 25th anniversary of UHF," and you're going, oh, boo, 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 boo. Uh, Bill, else? tell me about finishing Guacamelee. I finally finished Guacamelee. I talked about that game last week. It's you know the big Metroidvania luchador Mexican themed game, and it's very cute. Uh, man, fucking boss battles toward the end of the game get really fucking rough. Uh, you can play two player couch co op. Which I don't know if they scale up the enemies to make them more difficult, or if it be, or if it, essentially playing two people. I wonder if it actually kind of cuts the game in half and makes it a lot easier, which would be great. Uh, I actually think you and Foley would have a good time with this game. I've mentioned that that before too. Um, we 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 have tried a little bit of it, and it's just not really. It's, no, I, I really maybe... like the design of it, but yeah. it's just not really our jam. No, okay, well, we've, it's a little too um, like I uh, genuinely I got a little just not terribly far into it, and mm-hmm. we genuinely couldn't figure out where to go next. Oh yeah, okay. So we just kind of stopped playing. Well, that's the that's that's the thing with those Metroidvania games where you have to kind of like run around and explore a whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of the game is actually spent exploring as much as doing anything else. Sure. Um. Yeah. What else? Which I don't object. It's only when you hit a few dead ends where you're like, well, I'm yeah, going to Yeah, it's almost like an adventure game that way, except instead of, you know, clicking Girl, things. Girl, don't you be talking things. shit about my shit, boy. I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Bill, what did you think of the Destiny beta? <sighs> you know, it's essentially just like the alpha that just came out a month ago. Uh, there's a little bit more to it, but not much. Um, man... I'm gonna have a good time with that game. I do really do like the social aspects. That's why I feel bad. I don't sure. want to. I don't want to crawl up your ass about getting you to play with me. But I'm just very kind of curious to see, um, what like how you do, like if we could create like a nice, gentle, welcoming environment for you to play in. Which is this, it's funny that I say this. Being, this me being one of the first people to come up to you and start dancing up on Foley, going, <laughs> "Oh yeah, what's up?" <laughs> yelling and barking into the microphone. But I don't know. It's it's no, cons- Bill, honestly. It's that it's a game where you shoot things. Yeah. That's you my issue. Things too. While shooting things. Well, that's kind of why I'm kind of curious because, of course, the beta is like super shooter centric, and I kind of wonder how much story stuff is in the final game. And there's nothing in the beta to really kind of suggest what the balance between action and story stuff is. Yeah. Um. I mean, I just yeah. I just struggle these ga- days with games that are just kind of more straight up shooters. Yeah. They just have a lot. I have a lot of trouble having my attention uh, focus on them just because there was a long time and still to this day to some degree where I kind of tolerate shooters mm-hmm. in order to get at other elements. Yeah. And uh, I, mean, I don't... Bioshock and stuff like that too, so it's not yeah. like you're completely allergic to, to super action-oriented yeah. shooters, but yeah. And I've played my, my fair share of Call of Duties and bullshit, but... I don't know. I just uh, I just don't enjoy the act of shooting. Yeah. I'm not terribly good at it, and so it's just there's not a lot there for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like MMOs or shooters, so I'm kind of fucked. I'll keep playing it. I'll keep playing it because yeah. I do. I think it's beautiful, and it, the sound design is great, and I do like the aesthetic of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm yeah, gonna that's buy it. So I keep looking at each other. The social component, especially first person. Uh, shooters on consoles. The, the only social sure. aspect is like multiplayer, you know, player versus player, just kill, kill, kill each other. And that's oh, the sure. one thing I like about this game is that it could potentially foster a nice community of people like working to work together cooperatively. Granted, your, your, your mission statement, the end product of you working cooperatively is just putting bullets into things. But still, <laughs> at least it's more interesting than Call of Duty, where it's just every man for himself, where you're just playing solo Absolutely. single player by yourself, too. So, no, there's know. a lot of cool stuff to Destiny mm. that appeals to me. 
It's just that at the end of the day, I gotta shoot a dude to do it. No, but we'll, we'll have more to talk about the Destiny beta next week once once you've actually had a chance to really kind of sink your teeth. I'm sure it. I'm just slowly unlocking the dating sim aspect of the game. That layer of the I game wish, just hasn't yeah. unlocked itself to me, and then I'm gonna pay a lot more attention. Mm-hmm. So, so did you did, uh, did you see anything about what I was talking about? Like, kind of like the Mass Effect vibe when you're on the tower, just a little bit of the Citadel kind of vibe. Do it a though. little bit, just a just touch, a tiny just a bit. tinge, yeah. In, in the sense that they both kind of share... The way the first Mass Effect game kind of felt like a um, 80s sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I felt that they were kind of grasping that a little bit. And I do kind of like the Western frontier slash kind of um, uh, fantasy aspect of yeah. it. That they're kind of layered onto it. I like all that. I do. It's... Uh, I just want it to be a talkie sim. We'll have to get, sort. you know, me and Grumpy Turtle and, like, Conley and Jimmy. We'll have to, like, create, sure. like, a not, little nurturing environment for you. I, I would like to play some more. I just, you know. Oh, but yeah, I didn't do that much this old. I, I read Emily Carroll's book. Well, yes, Through, Through the, the Woods, woods the first came book out from, um, from Emily Carroll's out. I got a copy from my mom. Really? I, it occurred to me that my mom would really like the book. And then we were Does talking she, like, to a friend. scared that, shit like that? Oh yeah, Bill. I know, ask how many. Ask how many ghost tours like my mom's been or anything like that. But my mom loves scary shit. I mean, she Emily does. Carroll shit's like it's. It's not even that it's scary. It's just really unnerving. Yeah. And really it's, atmospheric. It's horror. Yeah. Yeah, it's not terror. It's horror. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my uh, my friend Grant, who's so cute, he came up to me. He's like, "You'd be so proud of me. I bought my first ever comic book." Then we started talking about it. He totally saw a preview for Through the Woods Online and, and bought oh, really? it and Aww. loved it. Yeah, even the design is like really nice too. A little hard pack book with like nice. Yeah. You know, one thing I like in the printing of that book is that all the panels are kind of flush right out to the pages. There's not a lot of yeah, border the around the pages, so it's like kind of really yeah, kind of in your real face. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, whoever did the book design on that is really nice too. Mm-hmm. What else? Go buy a copy today. It's so good. That's right. Um, also, Seconds, the latest book from Brian Lee O'Malley, came out this week. Have you read them? I got a chance to read the first chapter of it, but because I'm, like I said, I'm mostly playing, um, I was playing host this week, or sleeping, uh, didn't really get to read very much of it. One thing that was really delightful is that I didn't know the lettering is by Dustin Harbin. Wait, who's Dustin Harbin again? I know He's that an name. online artist, who I like. Okay. He lettered good. <laughs> Is the lettering really distinctive? It's really nice. It's really a very I heard there's one. one Scott Pilgrim joke in the whole goddamn thing, but whatever it is, it's supposed to be pretty cute. That's all I, I know I'm about Seconds. I'm the rest of it. And also the Man, main character's a lady a... this time? Yeah, yeah. Which that in itself the is secondary a character's Scott lady. Pilgrim. Yeah. Scott but, Pilgrim, uh, Scott I, Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim. I've Scott been, Pilgrim. you know, it's really great when you make a thing and then that is thing is who you are <laughs> Scott Pilgrim is Brian Lee O'Malley's Star Wars. Yeah. Boo-hoo-hoo. It only bought him a house and a whole career. Woof. I know. Yeah. Um, So, uh, I've been such a bad comics fan, though. I still have my pile of comics that's on my bedside table waiting for me to read. Man, I got a shitload of stuff I still need to read. I've got all these... Well, man, because I'm doing these Miyazaki prints, I've got all these uh, brand new Studio Ghibli art books. I've got... I gotta finish Through the Woods. I got all this shit to read. I got some Neil deGrasse well, then, Tyson I gotta finish. Well, then let's speed through this podcast so we can all get to read. Yeah, we're gonna, shit to we're do. Gonna take, Maybe play gonna, Destiny after the podcast, though. I, no, you're not gonna like do I that. Like I said, you, what, there's an excellent chance I'm gonna kiss my wife instead. What movie are you gonna, gonna watch? Say you gonna watch New Piercer just, again? 
I'm just going to say it. Yes, Bill, you got it. All right, friends, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. I'm just saying, Foley would look really cute dressed as uh, Chris Evans and Snowpiercer. is officially good again. I like how I tried to cut off the signal and you dragged it back in. Bill, you're saying that Legend of Korra is officially good again? Yeah! This is the new season's officially half over and the first yeah. season, half of the season's been good. Well, and it, it's good. kind of pointing towards getting me. There was more uh, Lin Beifong stuff this week with all, all the Beifong more family stuff and it's great to see what happens so with that So Tumblr family. has told me. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, what have you seen? Just a shit ton. More gifts than I really needed to see. More fan art than I Unfortunately, needed to see. Asami's dropped out for the last couple episodes. There has not been any core Asami stuff, unfortunately. No but. one knows what to do with Asami. Yeah, fine. more, man. We're losing listeners the, the moment. Yeah, Bill, it's because I tried to wrap this shit up. So <laughs> no, I think we already wrapped it up. We're, this is already the Geek Week News and Review. I'm just saying the core water is fine. Everyone, come on in. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's time for the Geek Week interview. Oh. Did you know that there are rumors from within Studio Ghibli that suggest that the studio may break up now that its latest movie, When Marnie Was There, is finished and live on only as a merchandising entity? Yeah. This isn't official yet, but it's probably inevitable and it will be the passing of an era. Which, it's simultaneously a bummer, but also completely makes sense. Especially with well, Miyazaki. Yeah, the leadership... Yes. Like, well, I mentioned I, well, again with me having just watched this. It, it, it's funny that the timing worked out that like I just watched the Studio Ghibli documentary like you know like two or three weeks ago, which they they spent a lot of time talking about the formation of Studio Ghibli was these three guys, and now two of the three. I'm just saying, Bill. Just like you kill gaming magazines. I know. Pretty sure you. And I just happened to send like... off those guys a little letter saying thank you guys for everything Studio Ghibli has made. The moment I put that in the mail, they think, hey guys, guess what? You know what? I think we're I think this shit's done. <laughs> They start we got a letter from Mil- Bill Mudrin, let's just call it a day. board up the fucking windows. We're, we're done. We said everything we could say with our fucking little colored crayons and shit like that. Yeah. They're little fucking talking cats and bullshit. Let's burn all the Totoros, <laughs> leftover Totoros we got. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense because, like I said, two of the three guys who founded the studio are no longer there. Miyazaki and Takahata. And so those are the creative guys. The one guy who's still there was their producer. And he seems... He, you know what's funny? Because I just read a... Turns out, just within the last couple of weeks, actually Miyazaki had actually come out and said that the uh, his the, the producer guy Suzuki was actually in the middle of creating a dissolution plan for Studio Ghibli, and everyone just hmm. I guess that did not get widely reported because Miyazaki tends to be kind of uh, kind of apocalyptic about that future the, the future of the Studio Ghibli Studio Ghibli anyway I can't even speak too many right. too many consonants. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like he may not have been fucking around about that. So, yeah, and, yeah, the studio would just stay on as just, I mean, the, studio, the company would still exist just as, yeah, licensing merchandising thing, which that means, yeah. I would assume that would mean, like, the Studio Ghibli Museum would still hang around and stuff like that. But just, sure. yeah, their studio as a production unit would cease to exist. Well, people were also talking, too. I didn't realize this, but I guess um, even in Japan, most of the animation is still being done, <laughs> they can't call it overseas, but it's still being done, a lot, a lot of that stuff is being done in China and Taiwan and Korea. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I guess uh, Studio Ghibli is one of, the, um, one of the few studios left in Japan that actually still does most of that stuff in-house. So they do yeah. sublet some of that stuff to other countries, but uh, unfortunately that means that they have a lot of overhead. And yeah. uh, specifically, the thing that seems to have pushed them over was the movie they came out with at last Christmas, the Princess Kayuga uh, 
what the fuck, Princess Bamboo, whatever the fuck movie that was. I guess that really bombed, and, they, and the studio lost a lot of money on that. And without any Miyazaki movies on the horizon, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, maybe it's time for them to kind of bowfully, mm. gracefully bow out, so... We'll see, mm-hmm. but it's a, yeah, it's not official yet, but it's, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something more official about that this month because yeah, this last movie that the, that they had been working on, I think comes out it either just came out in Japan or it's coming out like next week in Japan, and I would I would imagine mm-hmm. they would when that movie comes out, there'll be the official announcement saying, hey, P.S. That was our last movie, guys. Mm-hmm. The end, the additional ending of an era that's already been in process. For I know a while exactly. Now, yeah, if you've been paying so, attention. Fox has supposedly already finished remastering all of the X-Files in HD. Release plans for this stuff on Blu-ray, VOD will probably happen at SDCC this week. I forgot Man. that, yeah, Video On Demand, VOD, and San Diego Comic-Con, yeah, SDCC. I forgot to break out those acronyms. Everybody but... knows my slang. I'm the same. Yeah, people. Man, now we can see all of Scully's early hair Do you care in the, the highest I put definition. this in more because I thought maybe you might be interested in this news. I cared about the X-Files in the 90s. I never want to revisit it. <laughs> 20 years ago? Kidding? Yeah. Then you no. grew up. Okay. Well, no. The fact about it is I'm not the sort of person where once I participate in a moment, I'm I'm not inclined to revisit a moment. Yeah, I kind of noticed that as much. You already burned all your Harry Potter books. Well, hey, to be fair, I read the whole Harry Potter series in its entirety every year know, for three know, years after it's passed. No, it's, I'm it's just saying, motherfucker. It's nice to actually I process. Did my Harry time. It's nice to process stuff and poop it out rather than hold on to it for the rest of your life. That's yeah. what. That's why so many other fanboys and people like need essentially need psychological enemas because Man, we just can't. A, you know, also, not to put a fine too fine a point on it, I'm not a young woman anymore, and I watched all what ten seasons of the X Files once. Do I need to watch it again? Every time I'm like, oh, I should rewatch X or Y. I'm always like, motherfucker, you hear that? Not you hear re- death? It's not even worth it for Jillian Anderson in HD, young Jillian Anderson in HD. Son, I got YouTube highlights for that if I need it. That's true. What do it's you think not Tumblr like gifts are for? These Jillian Anderson websites, like tribute websites, are already going to have like screen caps of all that stuff anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, well, the thing is, is that every time I buy a, I'm like, this beloved TV show that I loved once upon a time, I gotta buy this box set, and then it just collects dust on my shelf. Yeah, wishbone box set, lesson. would you pull the trigger? For what box set? Wishbone. No. No! Really? No! You have a personal history with Wishbone! Exactly! It was not a proud, vibrant Did you history. see that Hercules is coming on a special edition Blu-ray next week? Aren't you excited? Isn't that not one of your favorite Disney films? Oh, you mean Disney? For a minute there, I'm like, Kevin Sorbo. Oh, that's one of the other things about uh, Porco Rosso. Man, I'm really jumping around topics here. Uh, Porco Rosso, the main hot chick in that movie, is voiced by Meg from Hercules, which is the only thing I remember about that movie because she has a super super hot voice. Just throwing that out there. It was also the voice of Lynn... Um, the lady who teaches the main chicky all everything, how to do stuff, how to survive in the bathhouse and spirited away. She just has a nice voice, is all I'm saying. Speaking of '90s genre TV, <laughs> says Annie, trying desperately to just cling to the structure of this oh, podcast. God damn it. Lucy Lawless is joining the cast of Agents of Shield. I just throw this out there because that's kind of Parks and Recreation related news, in that <laughs> um, maybe she won't have as much time to be on the last season of Parks and Recreation. Who knows? But uh. I don't know, Bill. Did you see how much time she spent on the last season of Parks? She showed up for at least two scenes. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the last season. She's going to show up in, like, Mary Ron or something like that. Oh, no, didn't they already get married? They've already been married. Oh, man. The pro- they maybe she's already knocked up with more kids, yeah, or something like that. I'm just that. saying. She's busy. She's I, busy that's just nice dating. That she's back on, like, genre television again. Yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe her being on that, what's it called, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, maybe that'll make the show better, because everyone seems to think that show's a piece of shit, so. <laughs> My mom doesn't. Oh, yeah. My mom watches that show, oh. I'll have you know. Uh, let's see. I'm sure New it's Bat a good Girl. quality show, then. I take everything I've said back about it, even though I've never actually watched the show. <laughs> actually, you know what? My mom has not voiced an opinion on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's merely said Did that she watched. Did you see watches... that Agent Carter show actually starts up later this year? I had no idea. Yeah, I, well, I read that it was in production. and See, I now you're excited about that. Because Agent Carter is a hunk. What if this is, what if Lucy Lawless is playing Carter's, like, granddaughter? Why, Would that why... not make sense? Bill, Because they both have fucked up my... accents. I'm going to keep talking about how old I am. If there's <laughs> anything I have learned in my old age, it's oh, that God. just the thinnest strains of connective tissue between media is there to trick you and will not actually provide any nutrients. Hey, what are you, like an elderly, like, oh, yeah, I guess you are over, th- I keep on thinking you're, like, 25. I'm, like, I'm officially 30-something, yeah, though. Yeah. No, what happened this week? We have an intern at work who literally is just fresh out of college. Yeah. And we were talking, oh, I was wearing a Harry and the Potter shirt. Oh, I have no. a Harry and the Potter shirt. They are a Harry Potter themed rock band. Uh, where the, so much for the anti-processing, that, the, the putting away the toys of her youth, yeah, or whatever that you is. Know you know what? It's a nice green shirt. It's a shirt, it yeah. yeah it's nicely a practical thing. against my pink shirt. And maybe I haven't done laundry in a month. <laughs> maybe these all well, these facts are true simultaneously. Anyway, she sees my shirt and she goes, is that a Harry and the Potter shirt? And no one recognizes that shit. And I was like, yeah, it is. And she goes, wow, that's so cool. I saw them when I was in elementary school. <laughs> and I was an aged crone. You just and turned I to dust. Turned it was suddenly the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway. Agent, then you try to strangle saying, her. In summation, no, I will not watch Agents of Shield. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, where were we? New Batgirl outfit, plus a female Thor, plus Black Captain America, plus The Rock is playing Shazam, question mark, Bill says. Uh, is that how it's statement. pronounced? I thought it was Shazam. <laughs> and he's not that, playing tonight with those cool? kinds of jokes. <laughs> Shazam? Uh, you yes, Rock kind of doing a big Captain the superhero pose saying, Shazam! I can see him saying, Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Shazam! <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. For, I, I hope his version of Shazam is from the Deep South. I hope he has like literally Shazam. like hayseed in his teeth. Well, mostly I like oh, the idea man. that isn't isn't the whole premise of Shazam is that Shazam is actually a little boy who has superhero yeah. powers. Isn't that the mm-hmm. whole thing? I like the idea of a small child becoming the rock. I hope, I hope they find the fattest, most fucked up little kid. <laughs> Like, this kid, like, a kid who already doesn't, like, I don't want a kid who already has self-identity issues. I want a kid who is essentially, like, a little, like, maybe, like, a little baby Steve Wolfhart who, like, breakdances no, and stuff. You know what I want? You know what I want to blow fanboy America's mind? Yeah. I want it to be a tiny little girl. A tiny turns little girl into who wants nothing turns more the rock? than to be the rock. <laughs> that would be amazing to me. That Does he so still good. use uh, female uh, pronouns? Of course he would. He's a little girl. <laughs> no, but even better. Not only does he use female pronouns, he only refers to himself in the third person, too, just to be that extra weirdo. 
I want him to open his mouth and the little girl's voice to come out. That's what I want. This is my this While is my he's throwing, pitch. Well, the funny thing is, I didn't realize Shazam is supposed to be as powerful as uh, Superman. I guess there's this whole big yeah. running debate as to who could beat each other up, Shazam yeah. or Superman. Because I guess I, the idea of Shazam is supposed to be essentially Superman, but with a sense of humor. And uh, that would be fucking hilarious. That would be the complete opposite of all this Man of Steel shit. And That's like, what I'm telling you, man. It, the Shazam movie is actually produced by the Funnier Die people. Somewhere, Clemmy John is listening to this podcast and clutching his chest in shame and <laughs> rigor. Uh, what was hey, the whole everybody... thrill thing about you drank all the beers? What, wasn't that his? What oh, the that? land, the landlord. Yeah, the landlord sketch. Yes, like... I wanted to be the land. I wanted to be a little girl from landlord. Lord, at that time, <laughs> at that age, with that same voice. Coming out of the rocks, man. Oh my god! Shazam. I only mentioned the other stuff just because that seemed to be a lot of the pre Comic Con stuff that happened this week. Yeah, Batgirl got a new super. Did you see that new design? It's cool. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. nice. I like. I guess the first issue with her with that design, the cover art is her taking a selfie, which I thought. Uh-huh. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh yeah. So, uh, uh, did you you saw the new Captain America movie, right? Yes, I did. The Falcon will now Yeah, the Falcon will be America. Captain America. And, yeah, and I guess Thor got usurped by a lady, and now she is Thor. Well, one thing that's interesting, Phil. <laughs> what? I read a headline. I'm going to put it in the show notes. What's interesting is that the way they're saying it I at know. Marvel is that whome- so whomever holds, let's see if I can remember this, Mjolnir? Yeah. Mjolnir, the hammer of Thor, mm-hmm. is Thor. So they're kind of claiming that Thor is a title? Yeah, which so is, that that's a sudden change, reason, though, but yeah. The man who carries Mjolnir no longer can, and this woman must, yeah. and then she becomes Thor, which is kind and of And I'm sorry, the joke is, is T-H-E-R, question mark, her, Thur? But you gotta say it like Jason Bateman, oh. otherwise the joke doesn't work. Bill, that Thur? joke is so good. <laughs> I hope you really put that in the show notes, yeah. like, written, so that everyone <laughs> could laugh at it when they read it. <laughs> I just want egg... What if her face, what if her, from Scott Pilgrim, I want her to play Thor, and she just, like, busts through the wall, and just, they like, You know like, that she was also Thur? Katara on Avatar The Last Airbender, yeah. right? Mae oh. Whitman is the name you're looking for, motherfucker. Oh, my God, and they brought back Super, the lady who played Toph on Avatar The Last Korra. Airbender, she came back uh-huh. for Korra this week uh-huh. to play, uh-huh. man. Yeah, I wonder what character she could play. That's such a subtle sentence. No, she wasn't playing old Toph, though, because, you know, the funny thing is with no, older versions of the characters on the show, they actually hire old people. Like, uh, spoilers, yeah, nice. um, Zuko came back, and they got a whole, they got an old guy to voice him, so it's not like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bill. I'm just saying. Uh, Marvel is collecting the first half. Hey. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Kicking shit. <laughs> uh, no, my battery charger or something. Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, Marvel is collecting the first half, aka the first 44 issues, of its old Star Wars comics in an 880-page, $150 omnibus coming out next year. Marvel claims that it cannot release the second half of these comics because, according to its legal department, those comics are, quote, for assholes, unquote. That, nothing more needs to be said. Next, next bit. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Fox has created a streaming Simpsons service called Simpsons World, which will essentially be a Simpsonized version of HBO Go. You need a Fox-centric cable package to get access to all that streaming Simpsons. Yeah, but that's kind of cool. They're collecting all the Simpsons stuff under one service that you can subscribe which to. Is, if you want to jump through the hoops. 
It's hilarious that there's so much Simpsons that there can be a dedicated Simpsons streaming exactly. service. Exactly. Tw- 25 seasons. Well, there were rumors for a while that they were going to start, that Fox was going to start its own dedicated cable channel that would be nothing but Simpsons for 20, uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, I guess they're, uh, they're launching the service at the end of next month, late August, uh, by having, it was a 12-day marathon. They're going to show every episode of The Simpsons ever in a row. Along with the Dear Simpsons Lord. movie, and that of itself will take twelve straight twenty-four hour days. So that's a lot. I mean, yeah, that's twenty-five years of bullshit. You know, that's a lot of. And the and people only want to stick around for like the first ten hours. That's kind of the terrible. How thing. many hours of human existence? How many cumulative years of human existence have been dedicated to creating? I know exactly. The it's got to be like thousands of years by now at this point. This has got to be one of the greatest efforts in human history. I know. Seriously, as far as just like a creative endeavor, this is this is like. This is the cartoon equivalent of like the pyramids. I was about to make the same thing. Yeah. This is there are there are poor animation artists being buried in the mortar of the Simpsons. If only if only the pyramids had let them have Matt Granite come up and sign each block with his name, even though he had nothing to do with it. Um, yeah. So. Bill, did you know that the Universal Monsters are being rebooted <gasps> by Alex Kurtzman and the dude in charge of the Fast and Furious <gasps> franchise? Benicio Del Toro says he'll drop everything else he's doing for a chance to tackle the Frankenstein movie. Oh, man, Michelle Rodriguez is the Bride of Frankenstein? Come on. <laughs> She's and already got the Godzilla least, eyes. I was about to say, <laughs> they said you'd have another monster to associate with her. She could just sneer. Like, whereas the original Bride of Frankenstein was only on screen for 10 seconds, just kind of hissed. She could just show him, like, Meh, and then just blow she herself up. She does give up. good sneer. Yeah. This is true. This is true. What's the next bit? <laughs> The most tragic news this week. No! Oh, you you didn't read the next part about Benicio Del Toro. I literally did, Bill. Oh, did you? That was how I... Yes, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. I was was thinking about naked... You were too busy crafting your joke. (laughs) (laughs) Putting the policy details When I have to think about a joke, the rest of my body just powers down like the Iron Giant for a good three three or four minutes. (laughs) Your eyes kind of rotate. Yeah, just kind of dim. (laughs) Yeah. It's only when I think of the joke, everything just powers back on. It's electricity and shit. My hands turn into can openers. Michelle Rodriguez eyes. Oh, Thanks, God, Vin yeah. Diesel. Bill, what do you have to say about Benicio Del Toro being Frankenstein? Oh, no, it's just, just like, uh, you know, you don't have any personal attachment to the Universal Monster stuff, do you? Nope. I do. Just, you know, I just mm-hmm. I could kvetch about that stuff, but whatever. Who gives a shit? No one wants to hear me kvetch about Universal Monster stuff. But I do like the idea that Guillermo del Toro is willing to throw everything else that he's working on under the bus just for the chance to maybe work on a Frankenstein movie. Which, the only only interesting thing about this is, uh, do they try to update everything so it takes place modern day, or do they just remake everything so it's like a period piece from the 1930s? Because that stuff would be, in an era before, like, cell phones and stuff like that, that stuff would be scarier then. Like, I don't know, you can't do really, like, a girl being chased through the forest by Frankenstein would work as well when she could just, you know use a cell phone to call for help i don't know well i'll just start out there that there are one or two modern horror movies that deal with exactly that concept really like what yeah well i mean like it's not like every movie horror movie that's made well, is I know. it's not that, like they're all before. diffused by modern technology but like those are kind of older monsters which are kind of like work better like kind of a slow motion kind of a slower environment i don't know, I don't know. It's, is it's it a that total the thing. challenge bill what i'm saying it's is a challenge you could do it it would just that's be harder to pull it off modern day Frankenstein speed walking. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Pratt's going to play all the monsters. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> Hi, 
I'm Chris Pratt. Man, when they do I'm the Avengers all version monsters. of all those monsters meeting together, he's just gonna be so fucking tired at the end of that movie. And that's gonna be the big tentpole movie oh, that they Christ. all come up to. It's just uh, Chris Pratt is allmonsters.com. <laughs> that's me, the name everybody. of the movie. It's just allmonsters.com. I'm Chris Pratt. I'm allmonsters.com. <laughs> I can already see the movie poster like impact font. <laughs> just Chris exactly. Pratt is allmonsters.com. Hey, uh, hey, hey, let's add a drop shadow. Perfect. <laughs> Send it to press. I wish I was dead already. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, no. Yeah, there we go. If you get Sam anyway. Rockwell to play like Igor, there we go. Not even joking. The most tragic piece of news oh, this truly. week. You'd think that it's the potential closure of Studio Ghibli. No, it is in fact <laughs> that they push back Dragon Age Inquisition another month. You have to wait what, like four weeks to play Dragon Age? Was it? What was that supposed to come out? Like the beginning or the end of October? October. 15th. Oh, so it's exactly like a month delay. November 18th. I think that's like the same day Far Cry comes out. That's probably Black Friday. That's Or whatever is the Tuesday before Black Friday. So You know what? I'm fine because this means I have something to live for a little while. Well, it sounds like <laughs> according to a lot of the lot of the game journals who were kind of expecting this. It sounds like some game journals were actually expecting this to get booted to next year because I guess uh, EA didn't let anyone actually... Uh, see the game in motion until E3, which everyone agreed was really weird for a game that's coming out, you know, supposed to be coming out in a couple months. And even then, at E3, no one was allowed to actually play hands-on, again, which is weird for a game that's coming out in a couple months. And yeah. so everyone was wor- wondering, like, is, there, is this game not shaping up? Like, what's going on? So, um, yeah. Really, I would rather them have the time to make a good game yeah. than rush to make I mean, I don't know what you could do in faster. a month, but I'm sure, like, a month worth of polish is better than nothing, so. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, bless. Bless. But yeah, that's, uh, anyway. it still doesn't matter that much because there's still not that much coming out this fall. So um, that just gives me more time to figure out and hypothesize how I will woo the Iron Bull. Oh yeah, there's so many ways I can woo the Iron Bull. What kind of man uh, Inquisitor will I create to woo Dorian? Who will be my Sarah, bro? I'm gonna have to think of all these things. I'm really again, excited. That gives me another month to catch up with all this shit too because I still haven't played the first two games. Man, just skip one, go straight for two. Accept from... that the gameplay is what it is, yeah, and just yeah, enjoy yeah, it for yeah. what it is. If, if I skip straight from the first one to the second one, am I missing any vital story stuff? Here's the thing. If you play the first one, you will still be playing it by the time Okay, 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 okay yeah. Whereas Dragon Age 2 is like a brisk 30 hours. Who do you recommend to play as in Dragon Age 2? You should create a fact well, for the for the website. Well, the boy howdy uh, Dragon Age 2. Why, Bill, I recommend you play as Hawk. The only protagonist of Dragon oh, Age that's 2. that's right, but you, Hawk can be male or female. It's not like the first that's game correct. where you can play as like, different races and genders and shit like that. Nope. That was oh, okay. one of the things everyone got harsh And they on only Dragon built like two rocks though. and a cave and a half. That's why everyone was mad. <laughs> I don't. It's almost like I don't give a shit about rocks and caves, and I only care about your bros, and I value the bros in Dragon Age 2. We've had this conversation eight times. I know, I keep forgetting. I, I, get, I get sleepy. Love Dragon Age. I will give you this advice. If you play Dragon Age 2, the story, you, there are, you can only play as hawk, male or female, uh-huh. and then you may choose of one of three classes, warrior, rogue, or mage. Yes. I personally recommend not playing as a mage because I find that the narrative is a little more emotionally impactful when you the the magic related issues that you explore you are defending for uh, your your you're kind of fighting for the behalf of your sister and people like her 
rather than fighting for your own behalf. I personally find the narrative a little... Wait, which class is its own sister? Uh, either the warrior or the rogue. That's where I realized the play... story would change. Like, the circumstances of what your character is would change uh, based on its just player class. Well, it's just the, the nature of the narrative changes. It's a very subtle change, but it's basically... I don't know, Bill. You don't... You may not put as much uh, uh, stock in this sort of thing as I do, no. but... Your personal stakes are much different when you're fighting for someone that you love as opposed to fighting for Well, you yourself. saw in Bungie, if you play the Warlock, the Warlock just wants to fuck Peter Dinklage's little robot ghost, right? Oh, man, Peter Dinklage. I like Peter Dinklage a lot. He is not the best line reader, necessarily. If you think that's like, bad, yeah, you really should have seen the, the, the Alpha, because that was even worse. I'm just, you know, it's just like, you know what? It was, it's just like fucking Dishonored all over again. Yeah. When they got all these like up, like upper tier actors or at least mid tier actors to do all this voice work. I'm like, you know what? You hire voiceover actors for a reason. Mm -hmm. As a, the Warlock, a... are you reporting to what's your face from Firefly? From Hannibal? I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, What's maybe you didn't get Firefly? that far into the game. Yeah, when you go to the tower, there's three people who are in charge of the different classes. I did go talk to her. Okay. I do not know who she was voiced by. Oh, uh, is it Gina the, Torres? The, the, the three people, it's, uh, what's his face from The Wire slash Fringe? Uh, the black guy with the yellow eyeballs. The it's Nathan Fillion and uh, Zoe from Firefly. Oh, so it's Gina Torres. Yeah, Gina Torres, yeah. I like only Nathan Fillion gets his name. <laughs> I, you know, I totally forgot what the name of the black guy from, from uh, Fringe is, too. Oh, God, I'll remember as soon as the podcast is over. He's a very distinctive guy. He was, in a, he was in, like, two episodes of Lost, too. Oh, yeah, where he was the commander on The Wire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I mean, stunt casting, I'm over it. Get a good voice yeah, actor. Those guys are good, though. Oh, no, I, I did not recognize them, so that's something. All I'm saying is, who was the girl in Mass Effect 3, like, T Trony Tony Yo-Yo? What the fuck was her name? Jessica Chobot? That was such, that was good. That, that was, I'm so glad they did that. That was, man. I'm just saying, she was pretty much Peter Dinklage caliber, and she was optional DLC. <laughs> <laughs> man, Guess I was mad that... Don't, uh -huh. don't be shitting on Peter Dinklage that bad. In related news, oh. the lead writer of Dragon Age mentioned at a panel at GamerX that as they get better at programming, future Bioware games could have more elaborate relationships. Polyamory, asexual relationships, and relationships that can succeed and fail based on more nuanced behaviors and political affiliations. Well, yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, granted, that's, that's what you would expect if they keep on making more games with relationships uh, stuff, but... It's kind of cool for them to actually come out and say, hey, this is yeah. what we're kind of... Well, especially, like, I figured going forward what they might do with the Dragon Age games is kind of keep those as the kind of relationship-centric games, and maybe with the... Ah, for some reason, I got the, got it in my head that Mass Effect 4 is going to be a lot less about the relationships and be more about the shooting. I mean, we'll see. No one knows what that game is going to be like, but for some reason, I'm, I'm just kind of fearful they're going to try to turn that into their kind of Call of Duty clone. And mm -hmm. kind of jettison maybe not all the role-playing stuff but like i don't know it's ea so who the fuck knows that if, who the fuck I would is think calling that the if, shots there i don't know i would imagine that if ea were to take that route they wouldn't have a bioware studio do it or they would like name some shooter studio bioware you know i mean that would make sense to have like spent like a mass effect spinoff <laughs> done but yeah by a real shooter studio but i don't know yeah not to say that yeah. I didn't enjoy the shooting in Mass Effect. I'm a shitty shooter gamer, so I love that shit. Yeah. 
Uh, Yogcast Adventures. $150,000 of Kickstarter money is now unaccounted for by the Yogcast podcasting crew. Yeah, were you keeping track? Did you hear much about this? I heard about the Fallout. So what happened was this studio was like, we're going to make this old school adventure game. Yogcast podcast was like, oh, that sounds like our jam. We will lend our name to it. Yeah. And then when the Kickstarter fell apart... Yeah, the Yogscast crew kind of got the. Well, did the you see the thing about that. how the main artist for the game uh, was never contractually yeah. obligated to stick with the project? So two weeks after he was paid thirty five thousand dollars to work on this adventure game, he split to go work for Lucas Lucas Arts. Yeah, and uh, he took that money with him, and so I guess yeah, and one hundred fifty thousand ain't a lot of money, and thirty five thousand is a big chunk of that. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> well, the other thing too is so. Eventually, um, I guess the podcast, the Yogcast guys, essentially managed to wrestle this $150,000 away from this first-time studio that had pledged to make the game that turned out they couldn't because they only they only had like three people to work on it. Um, but yeah, they managed to wrestle $150,000 away from these guys, and they are, not, they, they, they are not telling anyone what they did with that $150,000. It seems to be missing right now. Uh, they keep on claiming that they're going to use that money to fulfill as many of the Kickstarter rewards as possible as they can without actually having a game, which, you know, that that's, doesn't mean a whole lot because most people had just their the reward was going to be the game. So I don't know what uh, what other rewards they could kind of create and ship with that stuff. But, um, but yeah, no, it's it's kind of $150,000 that as of right now, I mean, could change tomorrow, but like as of right now, that money is unaccounted for. And so, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Caveat the fuck out of your emptors, motherfucker. Annie, do you want to make a adventure game? <laughs> Man, Kickstarter scares the shit out of me. Just the obligation of Kickstarter for an unrealized product. I've been involved in enough product development to know that... Fuck that What noise. if we just did, like, a... It'd be like the potato salad of... <laughs> Podcast-related adventure games where it's just, like, press... Bill wants to make Hamburger Helper. <laughs> Goal. You know what? It'll, be, it'll just be like the Broken Age, except I'll be in a basement trying to make Hamburger Helper. You're in your own house and you're just trying to kiss your wife. <laughs> and each thing only requires like one button press just over and over again until somehow like the, our tails meet at the end. And it turns out I'm trying to make Hamburger Helper for Foley, and then suddenly you're by yourself kissing the empty box of Hamburger Helper. So like, we're switched at There we the go. End. You know, Bill, that was really a lot less obscene than I thought what it was going to be. What do you think I was going to do? Oh, speaking of, I was telling Bill <laughs> an email before this podcast. Bill was in my dreams last night. Bill, I think this yeah, may be the, the first happened? time. Yeah? This may be the first time you've ever actually appeared in my dreams that I can think of. Oh, really? Well, how about and, your nightmares? Uh, in the, well, <laughs> my nightmares, you're just pressing the dance button up <laughs> on me over and over again. I can't escape. <laughs> Uh, no, the, um, uh, in my dream, you were living in the third house of this mansion that was really, really nice, oh, yeah? but kind of fallen apart, and meanwhile, the second floor was occupied by this, like, by this, this dwarf who was an architect and was getting ready to move out, but was slowly destroying the place on his way out, and I gave you, I, I cr criticized you a little bit, because I was like, Bill, I'm sorry. But your place is filthy. There was a human turd in the bathroom floor. <laughs> and you got really upset. Like, you wouldn't explain why. But you were like, I can't, I can't control that, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the rest of my dream is going, you know what, Bill, I'm so sorry. Was it like a clean little perfect human turd? No, it was a nasty. Oh, no. <laughs> See, Alex, you were hoping you'd give me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> 
Well, it wasn't even in my dream. I remember oh thinking, something tells me that that's not Bill's turn. <laughs> that probably somehow related to his terrible oh, roommate man. downstairs. How often does Foley but, show up in your dreams? Pretty often? Uh, I don't remember my dreams terribly often. Yeah, I'm always kind of surprised I, at how often or not often some people show up in, in other people's dreams. Yeah. My dreams very rarely involve me or things that... Do you have a lot of bad dreams? I don't remember very many. I, I know a lot of people have, like, a weird amount of bad dreams. Even if they don't remember what they were, like, the, the, the physiological impact of having such a terrible dream, like, is still impacting yeah. them. So they know something fucked up was happening even if they don't remember. And I'm just like, man... Like, yeah. yeah, I just I just don't have that kind of situation that often. Man, like, after I had my concussion, all of them, I had a ton of nightmares, and they were yeah. all about not being able to communicate. Fuck. All of them. Woof. Anyway, welcome to the Boy I Had a Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Would you like to play a Shenmue? That's my bad Dreamcast. <laughs> hey, pals, <laughs> did you know that the Last of Us cast will star in a live performance of the game's uh, play or script in Santa Monica on July 28th? And it, p- portions of which will be live streamed online. Yeah, this is the night before the PlayStation Four remake comes out too. Which, I no, read that's that actually headline. that's this Monday because the PlayStation yeah. Four remake comes out a week from today. We're recording on Tuesday. That's correct. I saw this headline and burst into tears, yeah. and then I watched the clip, and they had the clip bit where Tess says, "There's enough. Of, there's enough here. You got to do this for me." And I just started. Bur- I, just, I was at work. Wow. Just started crying. Yeah. Were they dressed up like in character or what? Well, it was just—it was all in-game clips. Oh, oh! So it wasn't—you didn't even see like it wasn't like rehearsal footage of the live actors. Bill, it's almost like no, I have a strong fun. emotional no, connection I mean, not, to the last of us. This is not me slamming you. I just, I just, I just, I just thought it was actually like you were seeing some kind of preview yeah. clip of, of the performance. Yeah. It was. It was called the video game. Did you see Ashley Johnson giving the Assassin's Creed people lip for for not having the female characters in yeah. a new new Assassin's Creed? I like that lady. She's 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 good. She's good at She should be in goddamn Legend of Korra. What the fuck? Ron Gilbert uploaded the original 1986 design document for Maniac Mansion to his blog on Monday. Yeah. Aside from changes to the playable characters, the gist of the whole game is well represented in that six-page document. Did you see that? Nope. It was very cool. Yeah, just like six pages. like for, It's like four pages of text and like two pages of just just sketches of what the game would look like. Which, actually, it's pretty much almost exactly what the game... Like, there's an illustration of... The mansion and the moonlight and everything that looks just like the game. Uh, Weird Ed and the rest of the family, that's pretty much look exactly like they do in the game and stuff. And even most of the puzzles, he kind of sketches out in the design document. Just like, oh, maybe we could do this and do that. It's all stuff. From, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how well-formed that game was right off the top of his head. Yeah. In this, in this yeah. game design document that he essentially just kind of threw it together on a whim. Um, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I think it's dated, like, February 9th, 1986. There's just a cool little slice of, you know, gaming history. And the funny yeah. thing is, I only, I only know that game, not even because it was a, um, I only know it because there was a Nintendo port of it. So it's not like yeah. I ever got to experience the actual, like, PC version of that, but, yeah, yeah. I've never played Maniac Mansion. Oh, really? I played Day of the Tentacle, but I've never played Maniac Mansion. Oh, Maniac. see, that's half the reason why I put that in here, because I thought you would find that really interesting. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so, well, uh, then... <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do find interesting is that Mondo's first toy is going to be a mass-produced, light-up, and articulated Iron Giant. Yeah, figure. Mondo the post- poster company. Now that they're getting into toys. The end. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I, sh- I should have known That's Annie wouldn't cool. have anything to say about this. Yeah, Mondo the it's toy, cool. uh, the, the poster company. Uh, yes, what, I think it's going to be a 16-inch light-up Iron Giant figure. 
Uh, they're going to show it off for the first time in San Diego this week. This is why we have so much geek news this, uh, this week is because San Diego is coming up, so there's a lot of stuff leaking out before that. And along yeah. with that Iron Giant toy, there's also going to be some kind of a Ninja Turtles toy they have too, uh, based mm-hmm. off some guys, some kind of like indie cartoonist reimagining of like Michelangelo or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if they'll announce price or anything like that at Comic Con, but it seems pretty cool. I'd, I'd be down with buying a giant 16 inch light up Iron Giant. Again, yes, with the uh, perpetual uh, adolescence, of course, I would want to buy a goddamn toy like that. Jesus good Christ. job, Billy. Oh, the other Maybe thing is, too, they, they came out and said officially that um, the big thing that frustrates everyone with Mondo posters is that the posters are always, like, a really small, limited run that sell out literally in, like, less than, like, like fucking, like, 20 seconds on the website. They said they're going to sure. mass-produce this stuff, so if you want one of these things, you'll be able to get one, so you're not going to have hmm. to, like... Hmm. Be like you know Good sitting on, on Twitter waiting for the announcement to go live before they all sell out or anything. So hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. Let's see. The entirety of the Amazing Spider-Man Two was uploaded to YouTube on Saturday oh night God. thanks to Sony Korea. Bill notes it stinks. Man, so did you see this movie? No. Oh, it's the first one stunk. Why would the terrible. second one be any better? Oh my gosh! So did you ever see the first one? Jamie Kennedy turns into electricity. Did you ever see the first no. one? No. The first one was terrible. Had you seen the first one? No, you know, this was, I, I didn't feel obligated. To, well, it was free on YouTube. So I didn't feel <laughs> obligated to go back and double back on the first one before catching up Bill, on the second. how could you possibly understand the story of Spider-Man? You've only had one chance <laughs> to learn. Why? Why do they cast Emma Stone as the blonde girl? Are they nuts? You know that she's a natural wand, right? Yeah, but who gives a shit? She's hot as a redhead. <laughs> Come on, that's her trademark. That's like saying... See, the only, that's like saying... The only, you know, the Christina thing... Hendricks used to be a baby with no tits, you know? Like, that doesn't You're change right, the fact Bill. that she's, like, 35 years old now and she got mammaries. That... She's way better once John Hamm stapled some water balloons to her forehead. <laughs> it's much better now. I forgot John the Hamm did costuming part... and plastic surgery on everyone right before they started filming the first episode of Mad Men. The only part of those movies that were any, or the first movie that was any good was oh. the um, chemistry between Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield, even though the script was terrible and the actual relationship they gave them was terrible. I can't imagine it got I mean, better. I actually like those actors in the second one, too. Yeah, I can see why you yeah. would say that, yeah. Um, yeah, no, second one, um, yeah, no, fucking Jamie Foxx is Do you all... see what I mean when I say that the, the, like, Andrew Garfield is perfect as Peter Parker yeah. and is the biggest waste of him and, like, as Peter Parker? And, like, there's this scene where, so, Spider-Man gets really sad and he disappears for part of the movie, and so, for some reason, this little kid in pajama outfit decides he's gonna fight one of the superheroes, and he's about to get killed by the super, or super, he's going to fight one of the supervillains. And the supervillain's about to kill this little kid, because, you know, a supervillain. And then suddenly Spider-Man steps in and says, you did a good job covering for me, kid. Now go back and hang out with your mom. But his, like, just even, like, a little interaction with the, like, the kid, that was, like, one of the best parts of the movie. And just him yeah. just like, hey, kid, come on, thank you so much, but you got to go. You, you, you don't want to well, get see, hurt. Well, that's the thing. Andrew Garfield is genuinely charismatic and, and charming yeah. as Peter Parker. And then they have him do the least charismatic and charming <laughs> things and just play the most sniveling little shit burger. Jamie Foxx as this Electro dude is just so fucking stupid. Like, there's this th- he freaks out in Times Square. And the music, while he's freaking out, is you hear in the background, you can hear Jamie Foxx like, as part of the music soundtrack. Spider-Man hates me, Spider-Man hates me, Spider-Man eats me, Spider-Man... This, like, this weird kind of, like, wannabe kind of rappy, rhymey kind of 
thing in the background and just even the way the movie just looks it, it looks and feels like a movie like one of the superhero movies from like 1997 before they figured out superhero movies because it's just so everything is so arch and cartoony but not in a good yeah. way it just feels really schlocky and poorly written and poorly directed and just like everything's just way too trying too hard to make the villain like cartoonishly evil and just oh so, my god Bill, you're scooting around the real issue here, yeah. which is how the fuck do you accidentally upload a movie in its entirety <laughs> to YouTube? Um, I'm sure the rest of Sony's trying to figure that out right now as we speak. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I spent my Saturday night was watching Free Spider-Man 2 on YouTube. Oh, Bill. Oh, oh man. Bill is that movie even out on DVD or anything yet? I wonder if they fucked themselves up like really badly with that. I, I don't... Oh, man. I, I still need to make you watch Noah, by the way. Speaking of leaked movies. One day I will watch Noah. Bill, the thing is, I'm old, man. I Every know. moment is precious. Well, I could be watching Key and Peele that just got released on Amazon Prime. I'm just saying. Oh, man. We just watched the skit last night where they're trying to get sold and they can't get sold because they suck <laughs> as slaves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. In other news, the Star Wars Internet Rumor of the Week is that the movie starts with Luke Skywalker's severed hand <laughs> still clutching a lightsaber falling from space onto Tatooine. And Daisy Ridley plus, plus John Boyega having flirty adventures while trying to find that hand. Also, Bran of Tarth plays Boyega's commanding officer. Also, there was a new UNICEF this video, uh, video this week featuring the new X-Wing fighter. Yeah, so the new X-Wing fighter was so... Uh, J.J. Abrams is still trying to get people to donate to this UNICEF cause. The idea is that if you donate to UNICEF, you get registered into a lottery that you can like, eventually show up and actually be have a bit part in the new Star Wars movie. And so for the video announcing that this is the last week that you can register for that, uh, which did, did you see this where he's like handing, handing out in the front of uh, an X-Wing fighter? I saw it still. But it's like things. a new X-Wing fighter. It's based off the old Ralph McQuarrie uh, concept art of what the, like, yeah. uh, yeah, it's like a sleeker X-Wing fighter, which everyone was trying to figure out how the wings unfold because it's just like big round engines. It's, it's a different configuration, so. Also, a Death Star droid shows up, which, why is there a Death Star droid on Tatooine 30 years after the Death Star explodes? Oh, I'm saying, I don't know what the fuck. But yeah, no, the big, the big thing is the goofy rumor, yeah, that the Star Wars movie starts with a severed hand floating in space. It's just like... That sounds so stupid. I who knows? It could actually Bill, be true. Let's come up knows, with but... new. Let's come up with new Star Wars rumors. Okay, I'll start. Yeah. The movie opens with Han Solo drinking punch out of a punch bowl that is Darth Vader's helmet. <laughs> no, what happens is Darth. No, no. It's the movie starts off with Han Solo flying in space, and suddenly there's a space virus that infects the Millennium Falcon and makes it want to eat people, and it tries to eat his leg, and that's how they explain his leg gets broken for the rest of the movie. How about Han Solo is flying through space in the Millennium Falcon, and then all of a sudden Jar Jar Binks hits the windshield? What if the Millennium Falcon is voiced by Peter Dinklage, and is most kind of lazy and apathetic, like, hello there, Han. Would you like That's me to tell no you a story? There <laughs> we go. Oh, um, and finally, as we touched on earlier, rest in peace, James Garner. Yeah, he what survived the fuck is this? Bill Jokes He's... by his fancier twin brother, James Gagne. <laughs> That's Bill's joke, everybody. I just imagine James Garner dressed like Liberace. <laughs> just for... I do, too. Just sexually, though. James Garnier. It's the only way I can finish. He just, he just eats everything out of Fabergé eggs. 
That's it. Oh you my got God. It. Um, yeah, oh, no, he, no, James, James Garner, Garner. Yeah, he was one he of those guys a, who was shouldn't be allowed to die. He is one charismatic motherfucker, and he will be missed. You know what kind of bums me out? I guess he had had a couple strokes, and he, ah, for a while there, I guess he was kind of suicidal towards the end because he was too fucked up to really go out in public and get any actual work. Um, I guess somebody is remaking something that he had worked on back in the past. I forgot what it was, and he was asked to be a part of it. Uh, what else was he in that wasn't just Maverick? He was in the Rockford Files. Oh, yeah. Somebody's trying to remake the Rockford Files. And he was... Just, I guess it was supposed to be a Maverick thing where he was supposed to show up in that. And I guess he was too sick to take part in... So hopefully it wasn't a suicide. Uh, I don't even know why I bring this up. We should be talking about the good parts of James Garner's life. But, yeah, James Garner was just like... Again, I wish I'd seen more stuff uh, with him in it. Um, yeah, I mostly know him through the Rockford Files. Have you ever seen much of the Rockford Files? I don't know if I have, actually. Yeah, Rock and Falls was interesting because that in, in an era of 70s cop shows where every cop was supposed to be bigger and better and tougher than the last, He his whole shtick as Jim Rockford was he was the guy who was kind of terrible in fights and always got his ass kicked. But he could he, he was good at racing cars and stuff like that, but he was also kind of just a schlub who just lived in a trailer park who just mm. you know, he kept his gun in a cookie jar. And that kind of like, he was that kind of like a schnook, but he was always yeah. kind of like funny. And yeah, that, 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 my, that was one of my dad's favorite shows. And I want to go back and watch some of that stuff now. But he, he was yeah. always great, just kind of self-effacing, laid back kind of dude. He's James Garner, He's James man. fucking Garner, man. Um, God bless. Yeah, he'll be missed. God bless. James Everyone Garner. go rent James Maverick Garner. this week. Go to your video will... store, steal it. Don't, don't bring it back because <laughs> no one else can be looking for it. Go to your local blockbuster. Go back in time. Get a fresh copy of Maverick off the shelf. Man, if you go back to your video store in like 1993, like right now in 1993, the brand new section will be a giant wall of Maverick VHS tapes. <laughs> oh God! And as you and as you rent it, excuse me, as you don't rent it, the clerk will say, "Man, James Garner is so good in this," and a single tear will roll down your face. Because you know. And he's going to say, you, you know, know this, what, is, friends? this isn't as good as the Maverick remake with James Garnier where he's just throwing pixie dust into people's faces. He's blowing it like... <laughs> James Garnier. That's not a funny joke. And it's a dumb joke. That's good. He's just got an electro pompadour, too. It's just like, it's just James Garner, but with this, enough twist no, no, that makes your head hurt. Pencil, like a little drawn-on pencil mustache. Yeah, like no, a, it's, uh... actually, that's James Garnier is actually played by John Waters. <laughs> friends this was the boy hattie podcast or at boy hattie podcast on twitter boy is our website friends you're old i'm old we're all Life dying is inside fleeting. your friends are fleeting hug them smooch them tell them you love them we'll talk to y'all next week okay take care guys <laughs>